This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash, hmm, you can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. Blog Talk Radio. Tiny little boots covered in snow. Apple cider warming on the stove Tinsel twinkling everywhere Holly hanging on the stairs It must be Christmas Eve Angel sitting high upon a tree Watching over presents patiently Milk and cookies on a plate, Santa Claus is on his way, the kids should be fast asleep, but sleep bells are ringing in their heads, twisting like little tops in their beds, trying to sleep, but it's no use, with puffs on the roof Peeking out the window to see what they can see It's a candy cane Christmas Sweet as it can be about that time and I'm filled with Christmas cheer sort of 
couple of things happened over the course of this weekend. Um, one, uh, well, well, wait a minute now. Let's get our introductions out of the way. Um, today's date is March 26, 2012. Beautiful Old Town Alexandria. Uh, United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun, and I'm your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. A couple things happened over the course of the weekend. One saddened me, and the other just plain old annoyed, annoyed me. Um, Stan, a well-known liberal and a caller and participant of my show uh, numerous times, was on a, another blog talk show um Another broadcast um, this Sunday, uh, and um, voiced his opinions and his concerns, whatever issues he may have had, and he was uh, booted out of the out of the chat room, basically banished from the broadcast. Now, here's my thinking on such things. What occurred to Stan? over the course of this weekend and what has happened to me on a few occasions when I didn't agree with what the host or with some of the chatters or listeners of certain um, broadcasts, if I didn't agree with their policies or their, their issues, I was you know, booted out of the room or put on mute so that I couldn't speak. You know, I think when we get to a point where we boot somebody out of the room for being, quote, a disruption, end quote, and that disruption being that, well, they don't agree with you or they don't agree with your policies or your take on political events, so you just silence them by booting you, booting them out of your room or, 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 or muting the mic when they're, when they're trying to speak. I think, I think that's, it, it's kind of sad, you know. And then this uh, the show that I'm speaking of. I won't name the name of the show, but you know, I welcome all comers to my show. Anyone who wants to listen and participate, whether you agree with me or not, is immaterial. If you're going to take the time to dial into my show, or if you're going to take the time to listen in, or participate in my chat room. Your valuable time, and I consider your time to be value, as valuable to you as mine is to me, I assume that it is, then you will have your say. It's just that simple. And all too often, liberals will try to silence the views of conservatives by muting them out, over-talking them, or just plain being rude. And I consider booting someone out of a chat room because they don't agree with you to be rude. And 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 that's just the, that's just the way it is. Now Stan, I know him to be from what I know of him would be a pretty decent person. You know, he tends to be somewhat long-winded. You know, and he he and he and he has, he got to rein him in a little bit, but he's a great guy. And what I thought I I thought it was disgraceful, quite frankly. And that, that sort of thing would never, ever happen on my show. Unless you're, unless you're just being just plain old nasty and rude and mean, it just doesn't happen. And quite frankly, I shouldn't have been shocked by it. 
It shouldn't have bothered me at all. But it does. To boot somebody out of a chat room because they don't agree with what you're saying or they don't agree. And you know what? I called in. I called into this particular show and they said, well, he was being disruptive. Yeah, he was being disruptive because he was typing it. And I, I asked the question, how could how was Stan being disruptive? Oh, he was typing into the chat room his political views, his points of views, and it was disrupting what the host was trying to say. So basically, the host of the show, the call, the, the the person who's speaking on the mic, felt that he was being overshadowed by what Stan was typing in the chat room. I thought that was absurd. What that particular host was trying to do was silence Stan so that Stan couldn't speak simply because the host didn't agree with what Stan had to say. Not even my main man, my mentor, my role model, my idol Rush Limbaugh has ever done any such thing since I've been listening to his show every single day that I could since 1998. I have never heard Rush ever be rude to a caller. Never once. Since 1998. And certainly I would not presume to be rude to Stan or anybody else. But as usual, when I broached this subject on the show, the person would not hear me. And quite frankly... I don't think I'll be tuning into their show very much. If this happens if this happens again, I will cease to follow their broadcast. I think it's just plain rude. And there we go. So, now the other thing that's been bothering me over the course of the weekend, and I'm sure you've all heard about it, my mentor, my second mentor, beside my third after my dad, Role model, a man I pattern my personality and my business acumen to. That's right. That's right. The man himself has checked out. He's left the building. You know him. You love him. You love to hate him. If you don't know who I'm talking about, dig it. Dig this. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. JR has left the building. I'm gonna can I be can we talk here? It's just you and me, right? I cried. I honestly cried. And once again, as I've explained on this show a few times, it reminds me of my own mortality. 
I was young when JR was young. <laughs> you know? I dream of Genie. Who didn't watch it? I'm 50 years old. I loved it. Not just because Jeannie was hot. She still is, by the way. I enjoyed that show. And then when Larry became JR, I mean, who didn't love that show? Wasn't JR the guy you loved to hate? And Larry Hagman was such a nice, sweet, kind man. A bit troubled. He drank way too much. But a decent man from what I've been hearing all the way around. And of course, I have his uh, his autobiography. You know, there's a lot of juicy, gossipy details that have been omitted because uh, Larry said that he would not put in um, stories or verbiage that uh, embarrassed anyone or called anybody out. But otherwise... He called himself out in that autobiography, and I have it here somewhere. So he's gone. And I'm sad because it was unexpected. And when he showed up, when he when he made his first appearance in the new Dallas, <laughs> I just couldn't help but love it. But then again, I guess I should have, perhaps we all should have, sense that something was wrong when abruptly uh, he ceased to be a regular on the show. Maybe that should have given us a clue. But that being that as it is, we're going to, before we get into our topic and take our calls, we're going to do a little bit of tribute to my main man, JR. Please bear with me. Um, it'll, it'll be brief. But uh, we, we need to acknowledge the great actor, Larry Hagman, and his alter ego, J.R. Ewing. Here we go. You seem mighty happy with yourself tonight, J.R. You managed to evict some widows today? You keep drinking like that, you're going to be evicted onto a trash heap, dear. I'm amazed you're not a better loser. After all the experience you've had... I just want you to know, J.R., I'm going to nail you. Now, haven't you noticed? you got to be a man to play in my league. Pamela, how's your daddy? Well, he's really very sick. Thank you, Lucy. You mean drunk? A lot of that going around. Hey, hold on, Ray. You're just a hired hand around here. Don't try to shift the blame on me. Well, everybody can see that she's cracking up. Slowly and surely, and who can blame her? I mean, she finds out that her... Daddy, Digger Barnes, is no relation at all. And her real father is a saddle tramp and a thief. And, and her mother's a whore. Now, who could find it in their heart to hate that poor little girl, huh? Could you? Tell me, J.R., which slut are you going to stay with tonight? What difference does it make? Whoever it is, it's got to be more interesting than the slut I'm looking at right now. I'm going to bring Bobby down. I'm going to cut him out if I have to destroy Ewing all to do it. Marriage is not always a bed of roses. Isn't that right, fam? No? Nobody here but us rich folks. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It goes on quite a bit longer. Quite a bit longer than that. But, uh, you know, we don't have time to listen to the... <laughs> 
listen to the whole thing. I I thought it appropriate to end with, hey, ain't nobody here but us rich folks. Uh, you, that was that was J.R. Ewing. Uh, I learned the the verbiage uh, saddle tramp. I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> A saddle tramp. Uh, okay. But hey, let's 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 move on now. Let's get on with the show. Uh, we've said what we said. We said what we needed to say with regard to Stan and uh, his uh, his unfortunate uh, uh, dismissal from a particular from from what I consider to be otherwise a very decent uh, uh, host and 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 show. And then uh, we paid tribute to uh, to Larry Hagman, J.R. Ewan. Um, the only thing that was missing this weekend was, you know, I, I dream of Jeannie, um, uh, you know, Marathon or, or Dallas Marathon. I look for him, but I didn't see anything. Uh, hopefully, we'll get something going this weekend. I may have to do my own. I dream of Jeannie Marathon and Dallas Marathon. I've got every single episode of Dallas here, as well as every episode of I Dream of, I dream of Jeannie going all the way back to the first episode, which was done in black and white. All right. I have adult children. They're bright in terms of their um, intellect and their GPAs. And uh, most of them attended uh, conservative schools. You know, William & Mary, um, University of Virginia, the United States Naval Academy in Annapolis, like their dad. And after the election, it may seem as though nothing has changed now that Obama and his friends have retained control of the government. But but really, folks, that's an illusion. By laws passed and executive orders and regulatory uh, regulations already written, by money printed and debt issued, the powers that be have already determined our future. And you haven't noticed because most of the new policies haven't gone into effect yet. Or if they are in effect, there's a lag time until the consequences are felt. Let's take money, for example. When you shop for food or buy gas, you you must have noticed that prices are going up. A dime here or a nickel there. Inflation is already keeping keeping us uh, at a standstill financially. Thanks to Obama's policies, limits on drilling and refusal uh, to permit the Keystone Pipeline, they drive up fuel costs. Shutting down power plants drives up utility costs. Printing money to offset federal debt inflates everything. Most goods and services will keep getting more and more expensive eventually. People on the low or fixed income level Retirees and people on unemployment, welfare, or SSI in particular, well, they'll struggle to pay for basic necessities. And isn't that what you liberals are all about? Taking care of those less fortunate? Obama was reelected by a lot of you because he cares about people. He cares about the middle class. Am I right? Am I right? You guys elected him because he cares about people. I don't want to toot my own financial horn. God knows I've done it a dozen times or more in the last month alone. But do you think 
for a minute that another dime or so in my gas-guzzling Mercedes-Benz SUV is going to trouble me at all? I blew a hundred bucks on gold credits for the World of Tanks game just so I could buy a couple of better tanks, digital tanks, in a World of Tanks game. Fake gold credits. 25000 worth. I blew a hundred bucks like that. Not going to bother me at all. But grandma, people who are really struggling, you know, the people that Obama says he cares about. Folks on unemployment. Folks folks who are on on welfare. Those people have to go get gas to fuel their cars in order to get to work. They pay for daycare. They pay for basic necessities, foods and electricity. Um, they heat their homes. These are the people that we're supposed to care about. These are the people who are going to be affected by all of these regulations and, and policies. What did Obama say before he was elected? Under his plan, and I quote, under his plan, no, well, let me quote it properly. Quote, under my plan of cap and trade, electricity bills would necessarily skyrocket, end quote. Whose bills? He, he, he didn't say just the rich were going to suffer high uh, electric bills. Everybody. But you guys voted for that clown. 2020's in the House. You guys voted for him. You put him in office because he's supposed to care about all those poor folks or the middle class. These folks are going to struggle to pay for their basic necessities because the cost of living increases won't keep up with the rising prices. We won't let you starve, of course, but we won't be able to help you out as much as we have been because of our own discretionary income will be smaller. My jack is going to be smaller. So I'm not going to be able to give as much because, quite frankly, I'm not going to suffer so you can live better. It's just not going to happen. Let's take health care. We expected Romney to repeal or reform the health care law, but in the wake of the election, Obamacare remains the law of the land, even though the majority of Americans don't want it. Its effects on our family will be terrible. Your grandmother is prone to falling. If she breaks a hip, she may need a hip replacement and $40,000 procedure, at the very least, of which Medicare under Obamacare rules is likely to deny coverage. Since she's 87,000 years old. In that case, the rest of the family will chip in and pay for treatment. Ditto for your grandfather's health needs. At 91 or 92, we would not expect you guys to share the burden since you're still dependents yourselves. And under the new law covered by our policy through age 26, by the way, your premiums are going to go up by several thousand dollars next year, mostly due to the new law. 
So what is Obama really doing for the middle class? And let's talk about wealth. The day after the election, (laughs) your father said, I won't be able to retire. I'm depressed. He wasn't just being uh, emotional. He had expected Romney to be elected, bringing into D.C. a new administration that would be pro-business. Instead, we're ruled by left-wingers intent on redistributing wealth from productive people to political cronies and recipients of uh, government checks. Your father had planned to sell his business within the next four years and live on the proceeds in retirement. Then pass the remainder on to you and your siblings. Now, that's unlikely to happen, even if the business remains profitable. I'm not confident the GOP will negotiate a deal to reduce the tax hikes already written into law for 2013, so our taxes will go up. It appears that the GOP is ready to cave in, as always, to reduce the tax hikes already written. For the foreseeable future, we're all in trouble. Maybe, maybe, folks are going to have to keep working. Well into retirement age with the expectation that the feds will keep raising taxes, maybe into the confiscatorial range, as in France, where the socialist government taxes high earners at 75%. Do you think that if my business, if I'm taxed at 75%, I'm going to keep working? No. I'm going to quit. I'm going to pack up my stuff, and I'm going to head over to St. Martin. And live like a king. Because over there, and other islands like it, they appreciate people like me. And I'm not going to keep working my ass off so the government can tax me at 75 to 90% of my income. It won't happen. And I guess, I suspect that I speak for a lot of other folks. When your father dies, unless we somehow get out From under the yoke of Obamanism, the feds will take a big chunk of our estate. Jobs. Jobs. This fall, a lot of companies kept on employees in expectation that the jobs candidate would get elected. But as soon as Obama won, thousands of people got the pink slip. Unless you buy the notion that government spending stimulates the economy. These jobs aren't coming back anytime soon. Possibly you and your friends will hang out to part-time jobs, working at Walmart, maybe, if you're lucky, or maybe you'll just get on public assistance, food stamps, that sort of thing. So we've got, a, we've got, we've got the president being retained. And he was voted in to protect the middle class. And yet, it's the middle class and the lower income people that are going to suffer mightily under these policies. It's not going to be me. I'm telling you right now, it's not going to be me. Maybe, maybe I won't be able to drop a hundred 
or so for some fake gold in the world of tanks or world of warplanes to get myself a nice cool digital jet to go flying around in in digital computer land destroying other digital tanks and digital jets I won't be able maybe I'll maybe I'll maybe I'll drop just 50 but you you Stan you're in trouble boy you're in trouble you're in trouble man I doubt if you've got a hundred dollars for world of tanks for a year's subscription to get a, get some extra credits just so you can buy a fake digital tank to go do battle with some dude in Omaha or somebody over in China and Nairobi. <laughs> you don't have that kind of jack. So here's my question. Why did you vote for President Obama? He's not going to improve your lot one single bit. And for me, well, I won't I have a cruise coming up March twenty fourth on Celebrity Cruise. And it's a fourteen day cruise. And instead of getting that really, really fine large suite at the back of the ship, where I'm being served horse divorce and chocolate-covered strawberries every hour on the hour and champagne coming to my room every 30 minutes and having my ass kissed from the time I get on the ship until the time the cruise ends when I get off. And even after that, instead of doing that, I'm just going to go for the slightly smaller, slightly smaller suite where my ass is kissed slightly less and I instead of getting 24 giant chocolate covered strawberries I'll get well I'll get a dozen and the hors d'oeuvres won't come every hour on the hour no no they'll come to me every two or three hours oh my ass will be kissed there'll be no doubt but just just not as much but you you, Stan, well, you'll be the guy who's carrying my bags onto the ship. And I'll, I'll give you five or ten bucks while you do that. Because you're the middle class. You're the middle class that Obama says he cares so much about and he begged for your vote. If that's the case, Stan, and I'm using Stan meta- metaphorically, I mean, the stands all over the world. If that's the case, why aren't you living large like me, Stan? Why aren't you going on that cruise? Why why isn't Obama paying for your cruise? No, Stan. Obama, Obama's going to tax. And that tax is going to trickle down. And those regulatory policies and all of that, that just means you're in trouble, Stan. But, hey, you know what? Let's hear what Stan has to say about all this. Stan, you're not going to get fairness. There's no such thing, Stan. It's it, There's no such thing as fairness, Stan. You're done. 
What's fair, Stan? I'm going to be on the cruise March 24th. Living large. 14 days. I'm going to get to embarrass my girl by wearing my kilt on two of the fine formal nights. I'm going to be wearing the Prince Charlie on two of the four formal nights and it tucks the other two. And I'm going to take pictures with the captain and have a great time. But what about you, Stan? What about you? You're going to be fishing for pennies in your center console of that hoopty you're driving in just to get enough money to get 2 or $3 worth of gas to get home from work. You see, I'm not bragging about what I have and what I'm going to be doing as much as I'm saying to you, Stan, and the stands of the world, that Obama's policies are not overtly affecting me. At least not yet. But what's gonna what's happening, Stan, is that they're affecting you. But you voted for him because you wanted fairness. But life's not fair, and it's not going to be fair. And there's no way in hell Obama's gonna make it fair, not economically or otherwise. Four more years of the same old thing is not gonna get you anywhere. But hey, Stan deserves to have his say, and unlike on some other blog talk shows, Stan will not be cut off or booted or any such thing. So let's bring Stan on right now and hear what Stan has to say. Stan, hey, talk about it. First of all, let me say uh, two minutes. Thank you for what you did. You didn't have to. I really appreciate what you did. I maybe disagree with you with what you did, but you're your comments or whatever, I respect your show, I respect whatever you say. At least you tell you challenge me on some stuff to find out and I just want to find out the truth. I think to tell you the truth that I wish that to tell you the truth, I wish that we would have had a person like you who would have debated against Obama and explained the point without with precise, would have explained it why it wouldn't work. And would not say, oh, you're liberal, you must be stupid, and you can't convert, you can't hear. It's not because I'm liberal that I'm not open to other people. It's not because I'm liberal that I don't see like, hey, you know, I, I don't want to succeed in life like anybody does. But until we don't have that respect between conservative and liberal and saying, you know what, let's bury the hydra and come back to being American and being proud of being American, this is never going to stop, you know. So. I, I agree, Stan, but here's the thing, man. Let, let's, let's be honest right here and now. Obama's policies are not – and I appreciate what you said. Thanks, Stan. Obama's policies are not going to overtly affect me. They're going to affect you. Now, why did you vote for the man? You want you? I, I, I assume – let me answer the question for you, and you correct me if I'm wrong. I assume you voted for him because of what you wrote in the chat room, fairness. You want yeah. fairness. You yeah, want because, economic fairness, right? And yeah, fair. yeah, because because uh, if I look at the the trickle down aspect that Romney was doing, mm -hmm. I did a research on that. That's what he wanted to do. That means tax tax less the upper the rich people, and it will affect the middle class, and the middle class will benefit because the rich people are basically the creator of a job, and because they're the creator of a job. They will basically, once they have 20 or 30 or whatever percent of tax less, they will go out of their own way saying, you know what, we're going to create more jobs. 
and and then you know, by creating more jobs, we're gonna have a better economy, and a better economy, we have better wages, and everybody will happy. Stan, what we call Stan, you do realize it doesn't work that way. L- listen, Stan, uh, l- let me let me just l- well let's do this. Let's suspend disbelief for just a moment, and say that that's the case. When when the Obama administration uh, enacts policies that overregulate companies and corporations and small businesses and uh, 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 lessen our dependence on foreign oil or even our own oil by uh, canceling or, or not allowing the uh, the Keystone Pipeline or, or such things like that and pouring more and more billion, pouring billions upon billions of dollars into these pipe dream uh, solar uh, 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 deals he's got going on. How does that? How does that help you, Stan? Because if Obama, let me let me, because if Obama taxes rich people a hundred percent of their their revenue, it wouldn't fund the government for a week. No, I know that. I know that. If you tax 100%, it wouldn't even pay the debt of the $16 trillion that we owe. I know that. So, but, but Obama wants to take, those, take money from the so-called rich. Anybody making over $250,000 is considered rich by his administration and, and he, if he. If he wants to tax those people, he doesn't want to turn around and give that money to you, Stan. He wants, but, to, he wants to, quote, invest that money, end quote, in teachers and roads and bridges and all of that. But what if you don't have the skills to build roads? What if you're not a teacher? I mean, come on, Stan. He wants to take money from me so that he can give it to a teacher's union or some construction or some construction project. How does that help the average uh, 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 middle class citizen? Okay. And, and I, I understand what you're saying, but how does the, the the case of inequality between the the rich and the middle class helps the the American people also. The rich well, are getting richer every day. The rich it's are like getting ri- the rich are getting richer Stan, because they work hard. Not really. There's but well, Robert. There's a lot of people in the middle class, like I told you, that work as hard as the rich. You make it sound like middle I class mean, people. Well, I guess I guess you're right. If you know if they're digging ditches and such, they're probably working as hard as I am digging a ditch because they 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 went they they didn't finish high school or they don't have the drive and the zest and the zeal to actually go out and 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 make something of themselves and 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 become you know part of the the wealthy class. Have you have you have you seen the um, the History Channel's uh, the the Men Who Made America series? Yes. Yes, All right. Because, those, yes. those, now, now imagine, imagine what those men we talked about the Vanderbilts and the Rockefellers and all those yes. folks. Imagine, do you think that there are that every American worker has the zest and the and the drive and the zeal of a Henry Ford or Rockefeller or or Vanderbilt? No. No, I'm not saying not everybody has. But do you think that a, a human being should have should be worth thirty three billion? And his lowest employees were not even twelve, fifteen thousand. Yeah, because th- that guy sacrificed and worked hard. Let me tell you about a good, uh, like a good, a uh, good, a uh, good man, Ross Perot, who was who who attended the United States Naval Academy, as did I, and uh, and and left the Navy, and wanted to start a business. Okay, he borrowed 
$1,000 from his wife to start electronic data, electronic data systems. Just $1,000. And he started that business. Ultimately, before he ran for president, he sold that business for $4.4 billion. Now, imagine if he hadn't started. He started that business. He worked his ass off. He worked night and day. He did it all. And but, guess but, what? A whole lot of people benefited from his hard work. But, Robert, he didn't do it all, all alone. He had help also with the employee that was working under him. And, In and, the beginning, and, he started on his own. He did all the sacrifice, like you said. He constructed the business. He did the business. He started it all. But don't act like the rest of the people who were his employees that were working for him, that was basically working for him for what reason? To get a paycheck, that was doing something to believe to create his dream, to make it bigger and smarter and a bigger business, that he could have do it alone. You can't go alone and make a, a company of $4.5 billion alone. You need people to work on it. Well, Stan, those things. people… Stan, those people were paid handsomely. Of course, they were paid. Simply, but that's simply not as much. As, so, so you're saying that you're, you, what, what you're saying, Stan, is that every single employee should get paid as much as Bill no, Gates got no, paid. No, no, I'm saying that the top should get paid, but it doesn't come to the point of 200 percent. Then we have a problem. You're, you're basically saying because if we go and, and I did I, and I looked at it, if we take. Perfect example, Reagan, which a lot of conservatives always go back to. Stan, are you are you a socialist? Not really. I'm a person who's open to. I believe in capitalism, but I believe that we went over capitalism. I I believe that I do believe in creating job. I do believe that if somebody mm -hmm. created something, that you you do have the right to have the highest salary. But I don't believe in forgetting about your employees and forgetting that you didn't come alone. It's not about you getting $33 billion and your employees getting 15000 and you have a problem with that. It's about you got $33 billion and you you got investment, you did this, you did and you get a part of the money because you did the business. But the other part of the money, you give it to your employees because they help you to have your business. Well, but, but, but many companies many companies do that, Stan. They have many profit. They have, proper, they have profit sharing. They have uh, stock participation. You know all sorts of things, and you know, to for for um, for for, for uh, key employees and even small smaller employee groups to benefit from uh, to, to sort of have a sense of ownership in the company that that they help to build. Uh, Stan, so, so it, if we do have that, Robert, how do you explain that we have a two hundred percent difference between the CEO? I'm not taking let's say, let's not take Walmart. Let's take a company that's you know, any company that's renowned that has a 200% uh, difference between the CEO and the person that's working in the lower class. And I'm not talking about somebody who didn't do his high school. I'm talking about somebody who did, did his college, did a degree, worked hard, believed in the American way, believed that if you work hard, could make it. And every year, let's say for five years, seven years, or eight years, never gets, uh, well, gets 2% of, of more money every year. Because it's inflation and everything, when he sees his boss is getting 80, 90 percent of augmentation. You think that's fair? Yes, Dan. I sure do. And because... that's where we have a problem. I don't think that's fair. That's not okay. normal. So that's what not happened... the America that we were. That's not the America I'm proud of being. We okay. weren't like that Stan, before. Stan, 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 listen. What happens if, um, 
if the if the uh, business owner agrees with you and says he doesn't think it's fair, and he just says, you know what, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to go ahead and shut down my business, and I'm going to take all the money that I've made, and I'm going to spread it around, and then I'm going to leave town. And he does that. What do you think of that? But, Robert, that is, I never said to go to the other extreme also. I'm saying well, that... Stan, Stan okay. I, the, the, the incentive I have to make to stay up late at night and work hard, and get uh-huh. up at, I get up at 4.35 in the morning, I start working on my websites, I, I, I start making calls even when folks are still in bed, I'm traveling around the country... I'm uh-huh. doing all the things that I'm doing to make my to help my business grow, and I'm living large as a result okay. of my business. What is what is the incentive for me to do all those things if I don't make a hefty profit? I, I'm not saying making a profit, but 200%. And by the way, there are some employees that have the same philosophy as you. They're waking up right. early in the morning, and they're working for you, and you don't even see it. They're waking up in the morning and saying, hmm, what can I do to improve to get better at the job? What can I do? They're go, they go get the – I'm in IT, so trust Stan, me. In Stan, IT, that, you that always tells have me. to improve. Stan, you always Stan. To, go ahead. Listen. listen. That, I mean, Stan, come on, man. I'm, okay, let, let's, let's do this. I was a second lieutenant in the United States Marine Corps. Way back in 1983, I made $21,000 a year. Now, my my commanding officer, who is a major, he was making $48,000 a year. It's a lot of money back then. Are you saying, Stan, that I should... I should I should say to my CEO, hey, you know what? You're a major, and I'm just a second lieutenant, and you're making like a hundred percent more than me. You're making fifty percent more than me. You shouldn't have all that money. You should I should get more of your money. Is that the case, Dan? No, that's not what I'm saying. Come on, man. I- I'm saying I'm saying that when it comes to Let's not think that is and let me come to CEO of big company and let's say they've been doing like you said, they were worth ten ten million dollars and next thing you know they're worth they, they got a paycheck to twenty million dollars. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on, Stan. Uh, uh, twenty twenty radio's got to go. You know he's he's got a he's got a he's got a show coming up. Um, twenty twenty, it's a great show. You got to check it out. Uh, it'll be on right after mine. Um. I think I think it's on tonight. I I keep getting I come so confused. Uh, but 2020 radio's got to got to check out. But hey, l- 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 you know, I take my cues when I have these kinds of conversations. Um, a lot of folks um, they don't have the they don't have the um, the tolerance for a, a conversation of of this type, a debate of this type, uh, of which I'm having with Stan. But you know what? Something struck me many years ago when. Uh, uh, a hero of mine, um, uh, G. Gordon Liddy, um, had a debate with Timothy Leary, a man whom he'd arrested in a drug bust some years before. I watched the debate between G. Gordon Liddy and Timothy Leary, who are completely opposites in every way possible. And they managed to 
sit across from each other and speak to each other, even though years before, uh, as an FBI agent, uh, G. Gordon Liddy arrested Leary and dragged his ass out of his house and threw him in prison. Even though that was the case, they managed to sit across from each other and have a very civil, very polite, and very intelligent debate about drugs and the war on drugs as it existed at that time. I took my cue from that. And this is the reason why, one of the reasons why I'm able to have conversations with folks like Stan and simply exchange ideas and 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 deb- and debate uh, the scenarios as they exist today without any name calling or rancor or any of that sort of thing. I don't I just don't dig that kind of thing. But you know what, Stan, Stan who's still on right here sounds to me like a Marxist, but he won't admit it. Stan, come clean. We've got 11 minutes left. I'm not a Marxist. I, I do believe in capitalism, but I see that there's a big difference between uh, the, the top rich and the bottom. That's where I have a problem. I have no problem. I do I do believe in the philosophy, like you say, that the government's not there to to do jobs. Like you say, we are responsible for creating jobs. The government can only put you in a situation to favor uh, entrepreneur to create jobs. That I do believe the same thing. But All the right, problem Stan. I have. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I'm listening. Go ahead. And the, but the only problem I have is when I see the rich are getting richer and taking profit and being greedy because a lot of rich people don't have the common sense. And you know what? I'm maybe being greedy. I maybe come to a point to say, you know what? Yes, I work hard for that money, but I need to do it on my own. That's where I have a problem. Okay, all right, Stan, hold your hold your in the chat room. Writes that Stan is uh, for capitalism as long as no one else, no one makes any. Uh, I'm going to quote him directly. Hold your rights in the chat room. Stan is for capitalism as long as no one makes any more money than the rest of the people. No. Is that correct, Stan? No, no. I am for, for the – if you created the business, you deserve to get paid more. I have no problem with that. The problem I have is the edge that we're having between the CEO and the employee is getting bigger and bigger, and nobody's talking about it. Everybody's acting like, oh, it's normal. Just work hard. We're losing the American dream. We're losing the hope of maybe saying to people, work hard, do what you got to do, and you'll make it. And I know a lot of people who did what you did, uh, Robert. Who are working hard and they never see it making it to the point that one day they wake up and they say, you know what? I've been working 20 years with this company and I never had the money that I'm supposed to. So they wake up and say, you know what? I need to get out of here. Stan, I think where you and I have a difference here because, you know, to a certain degree, you know, I think that, you know, the people like for, for we we already see it as as it is um men like bill gates and quite a few other very wealthy people have uh or have pledged and who are in currently giving away most of the wealth that they've earned over time and bill gates is a is a, is a great example of that but you know i think where we where we fundamentally disagree you and i is the role of government in deciding that I've got too much and they're going to punish me by taking it away from me or taking a good portion away in order to give to somebody else. That kind of rubs me the wrong way, Stan. 
Stan, if you if you if you work hard and you go out and you buy two cars, you've got one for you and you've got one for your wife, if you're married. And and it's and, and somebody comes along from the government, state, local, whatever, and says, uh, Stan, you know, you've been blessed and I know you've worked hard for those two cars, but frankly, this mother of four over here she could use one of those cars more than you could. You can carpool with your wife. You don't need two cars. So what we're going to do here, Stan, is we're going to tax you one of those vehicles so we can give it to somebody a little less fortunate. How would you feel about that, Stan? Of course, I wouldn't be happy with it. I'm not saying I would. But, but you, you'd agree with it? No, I'm not saying I would agree with it and everything, but... I would say, do I want the better of me, or do I want the better of the society? You know, it, it, we have to come to a point that you realize that if we continue this way, we're, going, we're not going to have a middle class anymore, Robert. We're going to have rich and poor. But but here's the okay. But here's 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 the thing, Stan. We we're not having the middle class now. The president of the United States has enacted uh, Obamacare, which is going to not it's not going to affect me, Stan. Not in the slightest. I'm still going to get Cadillac Healthcare, Stan, because I've got money. Where it's going to affect is you, Stan. It's going to affect you, your mama, your grandmama, and your great aunts. It's not going to affect C. Robert Jones here or any of his family members. What Obamacare is going to cost is it's going to cost you, Stan. It's going to cost you to go to school. It's going to cost you to fill up your gas tank. It's going to cost you, 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 and more you, Stan, not me. What Obama is doing is he's, he, he is fundamentally transforming the United States of America into something unrecognizable, and he is disrupting the growth of the middle class. The middle class is disappearing because of President Obama and people like him, not because of people who make a whole lot of money. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The, the, the middle class was already dis- – if, if we take out Obama and, and before the election, it was already starting to grow from the time of Reagan that did the Reaganomics. It started – that's when it started. It's not Obama who did that. Obama had nothing to do with that. It started with Reaganomics. Remember what Reagan said when he explained with different videos what was his budget plan and everything. He said, let's take flex the rest. And they will create, they will create more money and everything, and it will trickle down to the to the middle class. That was Reaganomics. That was what all conservatives are praying. They said it was the best thing in the world, and I give it credit. Reagan got a five point three, five if I remember, compared to Obama who has a seven point nine even higher. I wouldn't be surprised eight or nine. So that's where it started. So let's not act like it never started. It got bigger and bigger. Then it went from Clinton, then went George Bush, Clinton, George Bush, the other one. So we were getting bigger and bigger. What, what do you think, Robert, happened when the people were were, were going the street for the 99% in the Wall Street? Remember that when everybody, when a lot of young people were going yep. to the street and saying no mm-hmm. more? Mm-hmm. What do you think that was? Do you think that those people were because they were they, they were all because Obama did, or they were sick of time and seeing the discrepancy between the CEO, the top CEO, and them? Dan, they wanted something for nothing. Oh, it didn't really matter. That. 
It, uh, really yeah, did. yeah. They were. I mean, there were signs and placards and and pronostications and 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 people, uh, you know, just standing around talking about it. They wanted something for free. Did, I, I guess what what we'll do tomorrow is we'll go ahead and talk about the the uh, the the Occupy Wall Street manifesto. What their policies were, what they wanted. They wanted free health care. They wanted a living wage, regardless. Of whether they were employed or not, they wanted they wanted stupid things like um you know, like the credit uh, reporting bureaus to be abolished. They wanted they had a list of twenty five or so things they wanted free, which wasn't free. This, Just one I mean, final thing, Robert, before yeah. you leave and everything. How come me I'm liberal you're progressive? How come we as two Americans could talk like this with polite with respect and Obama or Romney or whatever, two Republican and Democrat can't even do that. How come? Well, we're you know, able, I, we're, I don't. We're able to sit down and see our differences and see, okay, let me go back to the book. Let me go back. Oh, Robert said that. Let me go back. I have no problem going back to what you said. Okay, let me see if it's in this and that. We're not even politicians and we're able to respect each other to do that. How come we can't do that? How come politicians can't even do that? Politicians do that all the time, Stan. But but what you see is liberals and Democrats uh, – take, take, for example, the Paul Ryan-Biden um, uh, debate. Uh, remember how Paul Ryan handled himself respectfully with dignity, did not um, – interrupt uh, uh, so much uh, uh, Biden and treated him with the respect and reverence he deserved while Biden behaved like a complete and utter ass? I mean, come on. And, 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 and even President Obama, during the debates with Mitt Romney, Mitt Romney treated the president, for the most part, very graciously. And Obama treated him disrespectfully in many cases. It's not... It, it, I'm not saying it's always one-sided, and, and, you know, but a lot of times um, uh, conservatives are mistreated by Democrats uh, and disrespected just because they don't agree. And, and Republicans rarely ever fight back in that regard, and, and I sometimes wish they would. However, uh, we are running out of time. Stan, Thank hopefully you for a we'll... great show, Robert. I will come back tomorrow, and I will look at what you're saying and everything because I think the 99% wasn't because they were like they were late. Well, we'll 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 get we'll get back on that tomorrow, and I'll I'll get those uh, those Occupy Wall Street uh, de- list of demands, which are quite hilarious, by the way. Uh, Southern Sense just checked in. She's got a great show on Blog Talk Radio. Annie, the radio chick, Southern Sense with uh, with my good friend Cool Mike. We've got 90 seconds, and I had so much planned for the show, but um, Stan uh, and I kind of monopolized the show with all this crazy talk about. Uh, uh, the uh, the business segments and all that. But hey, uh, please come back tomorrow. Thank you guys for listening. There are many things you could be doing, but you chose to come in and listen to my show, and I do so appreciate it. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. We are out. Good night, folks.
Lucky Land slot, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.